stuck, but not forever. This is episode three of the podcast and welcome. Hello, it's Sammy and thanks for tuning in. Today's topic is a bit different and I do believe that this episode in particular hits home. But before I read the letter, I just want to thank you guys for the support and love I've been receiving It truly means a lot, and I hope you know that someone cares about you. It's a pretty rough time for all of us right now, so let's be there for one another. It's what we need. Anyways, on to the letter. I haven't been doing anything extraordinary this whole quarantine. Mainly just been focusing on my health and hobbies. A lot of my friends have started their own businesses as well, and I'm happy for them. But why do I feel so stuck, even when presented with the many opportunities in front of me? I have everything it takes to start, but why haven't I? I was talking to a friend about something I came across online. It was an online quiz about understanding one's love languages. I tried explaining to him why I felt it was necessary to be able to understand these things when in a relationship. And him being the ever-insightful man I adore, he asked why I needed these things to understand something that has always been around for centuries. He pointed out that I did not need to listen to a book or reading material to help me understand these things, nor do I need to hurry to understand all of this. He then added that I should be less influenced by others and be more inquisitive about my own independent thinking process and everything. He said, I don't have to agree to what anyone has to tell me unless I feel doing that myself. That was a truth bomb moment for me right there. His words really got me thinking, where has my old self gone? I used to be fearless and strong. I used to speak up for myself and stand on my own ideas and beliefs. Where has my old self gone? Upon realizing how I have lost my individuality, my uniqueness, I tried to look back to where my self-development stopped. I later found I have stopped nurturing my individuality when I experienced trauma in my life. Because of that trauma... I was always so afraid to make mistakes for myself. Why I would always look to what others thought is because of that fear of making my own mistakes and having myself to blame. That fear made me choose to stay at my comfort. Why I haven't pushed to start a business and maybe fail at it is because of that fear of making mistakes. I used to embrace all my mistakes, but... When you experience trauma in your life, it really changes a person. Now that I'm aware of my trauma and my lack of individuality, I was appreciative of my friend for being real with me. So, note to future self, remember not to let your trauma hold you back. Nurture your individuality and never stop striving for growth. Go at your own pace But always remember to think for yourself as well. Thank you for reading my letter, Sammy. Okay, so 
there are definitely a couple of key points in here. Feeling stuck, lack of individuality, and trauma. But before anything else, to the sender, you're so brave for writing this, and I'm proud of you for that. You're strong, and I know that you'll be able to overcome whatever it is that comes your way. Now, the first one on the list is feeling stuck. I can't speak for everyone, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of us have dealt with this before. Feeling stuck, feeling like you can't do anything, questioning your worth, questioning life and every other thing you can think about. You're going to feel so pressured to be on that same level that your friends are on and it's tough because you're going to end up comparing yourself to them, comparing how fast you're going, where you are, what you're doing and that just brings so much unnecessary pressure and you don't need that. It's easier said than done. Again, I always say that, but it's true. The only person you're competing with is yourself. And I think we are our worst critic, but we can also be our best supporter, our number one supporter. Also, I feel like a big part of feeling stuck is losing motivation along the way. When everything's not working out for you and you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, it's easy to lose track of what you should be doing. The sender even mentioned that she feels stuck even when presented with the many opportunities in front of her. Again, that could be loss of motivation and just a lot of self-pressure. She also mentioned she has everything it takes to start, but she hasn't started. I'm pretty sure a lot of us can relate to this, especially during the quarantine season when we're just not feeling like doing anything, but I've experienced this maybe a few weeks ago when I was contemplating on whether or not I should start my podcast. <laughs> it took me a long time to even think of a title, even think of a theme, and I had everything I needed to get started with it. But the only thing I was lacking, I think, was the push, the initiative to start. And I don't really know what happened exactly, but it kind of just happened like that. There was just a sudden push of energy, I guess. And now this podcast has three episodes. So I think pushing yourself and just picking up where you left off, starting something, you know, taking a risk, taking a step, I think that's important because you're really going to get somewhere if you start now. So to those of you who want to start something, I don't know, a diet, a workout, your projects, your assignments, anything, literally anything at all, this is your sign to start now. 
I also just want to add this because it kind of just popped up in my head right now. But I think that when we're feeling stuck, we also tend to lose focus. We end up thinking about so many other things that are not really relevant to what we're going through or the situation we're in. And that really slows down the process of doing something that we should be doing. When we're distracted, I think we're more likely to procrastinate. And that's a really bad thing, especially if you're in school or if you're at work, when you're thinking about the tasks you should be doing and you just get so distracted by literally anything. It could be your socials, it could be your neighbor, anything and anyone And that's how procrastination starts, in my opinion, when you're distracted and you can't pick up where you left off. So you just stop completely. You're stuck and you're also unproductive. That's a bad combination. (laughs) But to those who are feeling stuck and unproductive, I really pray that you find something that motivates you or even just pushes you a little bit to keep going and to start something because that'll really change your life so much. There won't be any regrets and you wouldn't have to tell yourself, oh, maybe if I started this two days ago or three months ago, I could have been in the same place she is or he is in. But... Yeah, that's it for the first point. Now on to the second. Okay, so we have lack of individuality. Now, this is a rough one to speak about because I think we all go through this phase of not having or knowing our own individual color. So we look at what other people are doing or ask their opinions about things that only we can figure out because we want to fit in. More often than not, though, we deny the fact that we look at others who might influence us. So it really becomes a personal battle with your own mind. We want to belong and We want to feel comfortable knowing that we are not aliens to other people. You know, going with that crowd just to feel something and be something. It's actually upsetting. (laughs) It's actually upsetting to think that we, our generation, have become so broken to the point where We don't even know who we are anymore. I don't know about you guys, but dealing with your lack of individuality in a household where there aren't ears that are ready to listen without invalidating your struggles, it just makes things so much worse. Also, I think I mentioned this earlier, but comparison might just be a huge factor here. 
you're putting yourself against other people and it's frustrating because when they succeed you just end up wanting the same thing for yourself too which i think is normal i guess but yeah most of us have probably experienced this and we unknowingly do it sometimes but here's a little reminder that i like to tell myself when i don't feel like myself you are the only you in this world not a clone of somebody else i think i say this every episode but it really is easier said than done but little reminders like that little affirmations make a huge difference when things don't go the way you want them to this is also where strength comes in you know When faced with challenges, in this case, lack of individuality, it's that voice in your head that tells you to move that could change things for you. I feel like as humans, we tend to underestimate ourselves when it comes to things like this. Having the strength to go out there and be your own person, flawed and all. That's what matters the most. Even if it takes a while, it will always, always be worth it. Now, last but not the least, trauma. Very touchy subject, so please listen at your own risk. Okay, Sender mentioned that she was afraid to make mistakes because of trauma, And once you've experienced it, it really changes you as a person. This is heavy, but this is so true. Have any of you been traumatized by something that scared you enough not to try things? You know, that blocked your vision for a long time and pushed you to isolate yourself in fear that it might just happen again. Well, if you have, then same here. I'm sure there are many kinds of trauma, but to those of you who have been dealing with it, keep going. Your traumatic experience or experiences do not define you as a person, nor does it define your future. And as someone who's been dealing with her own traumatic experiences, and (laughs) man, have I lost count, it really is difficult to move, well, to move forward, especially when you remember it all the time, all the time. I have a shit ton of stories about trauma that I can talk about here, but here's one of the quote-unquote lighter ones. All right, so back when I used to live in the Philippines, I don't think I ever mentioned this though, but I am Filipino, born and raised in the Philippines, and I just moved to Canada a little less than a decade ago. 
Anyways, back to the story when I was 14, I think. It was gym class, and that time, we had the whole period to ourselves, you know, just doing whatever we wanted to do. My other classmates were doing all sorts of stuff, like, you know, the boys were just playing basketball, and then some were doing volleyball. Some were just sitting, but me, being the dancer that I was, I tried to do a handstand alone. Mind you, I've been dancing for so long and I just wanted to try it out. So I tried a few times, but then all of a sudden I fell on my face and I really, really thought I was going to die at that moment. Oh my God, I can still remember it. I landed face first on the concrete. And I had braces that time. So you could just imagine how that went. (laughs) I was so embarrassed because a lot of people saw it and other kids were laughing too. Like, hello, I almost broke my neck, but, you know, go off, I guess. But (laughs) back to the story, I was so embarrassed that I could only laugh and shrug it off. After that happened, I just stopped trying. And when I moved to Canada, I also auditioned to be a part of my school's palm team. And sure, we don't do crazy stunts, but there was still jumping involved. And I remember being so scared to even jump because what if I fall and break a limb or something? That really traumatized me and... Wow. (laughs) Now that I think about it, it's been almost five years since the last time I danced. So I guess it's safe to say that I have officially retired. But yeah, that concludes my story. I'm not really sure if that was a good example of a traumatic experience, since I have a whole lot more that are just gut-wrenching. But that's for another time. And yeah, because of that experience, I never wanted to try again. But like the sender said, remember not to let your trauma hold you back. That is something to keep in mind because it could actually hinder your growth as a person. Also, just wanted to put this out there. If someone has been through traumatic experiences and venting out is their only way to cope or at least one of their coping mechanisms, please, please remember this. You cannot dictate how they feel and you don't get to decide whether or not they should move on from it just because you're tired of listening. Put yourself in their shoes. Imagine how intoxicating it feels to be the one living through the trauma. People cope with things differently and our healing time differs as well. It's normal to feel tired, but please keep in mind that being a good friend, being a good person, is the least you can do for someone who's already falling apart. But yeah, another thing I want to say is that 
acceptance could be helpful. When things go wrong, as much as it hurts, acknowledgement is important. Acknowledging your situation, your feelings, and what you can do to move forward could really bring you peace. Maybe not 100%, but it could at least give you closure. Okay, episode 3 has finally come to an end, and this was definitely an interesting topic to talk about. Also, I'm going to be busier than usual in the next couple of months because of school, but please, by all means, send in your letters via DM on Twitter at O-T-T-L-A-F underscore pods. Wait, we're also on Instagram now too. (laughs) Same handle at O-T-T-L-A-F underscore pods. And you can send your letters there as well. Please give the podcast some love. We're on Apple Podcasts now. So check it out. Tell your friends about this. And who knows, maybe they'll find something here. Anyways, that's it for episode three. Thank you so much. And as always, may your letters be the reason you end up found. Bye.